Hello, and thank you guys for tuning in to the Travel and Transformation Show with me, your host, Sophia, and my guest today, Mel Ayrton. So Mel is a business consultant and coach, and today we're going to talk about, I mean, we have a very specific thing to talk about, and we're going to talk about avoidance. And I know a lot of you may not even want to think about the fact that you could be avoiding. So that's why we're going to talk about it. So welcome, Mel. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm so glad you're here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into this very important topic? Sure. Um, so I uh, run a business called Ayrton Consulting, and I work primarily with women uh, entrepreneurs in the service industry. I'm a certified OBM and coach. So I do a little bit of consulting. I do uh, a, a little bit of OBM and all in the focus of um, helping women in their business and, you know, trying to manage all of the multiple tasks that are out there and as well as the mindset piece, which is where the avoidance um, comes into play. So can I just back up for a second? What is OBM? Online business manager. So that okay. is a certification where you, yeah, you manage people's online businesses. Okay. So I know, I know somebody who could probably use that. <laughs> well, what it is. So it's kind of, I use that acronym. I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, you know, if you know, you know, but if you need it and you don't know, <laughs> well, now you know. <laughs> so. All right. So let's just get into this. Um, what made you decide to start talking about avoidance? As a coach and also as a consultant, and I, I prefer the term consultant because as a coach, you are prompting people to come up with answers. Um, and as a consultant, you're listening to them and providing advice that will help them along the way and giving them choices based on experience and knowledge. So one of the things I really notice with my with my clients and especially with my female clients, and I also have seen it with, with my male clients, is this, you know, I can't do that or, um, you know, I I that's a blockage for me. And in reality, there's the, that's a mindset. It is not a necessarily a, a blockage um, per se. And when we, you know, get in the sandbox and start digging away at that blockage, it's really evident that that isn't a blockage. It's it's an avoidance. Um, mm -hmm. We all have them. It's you know, it's just kind of bringing to light that we all have avoidances. Um, and that's okay. You're, you're human. Um, and everyone has avoidances and to, to really just call it by what it is, which is you are not having a blockage. You are avoiding whatever it might be. So that's kind of where I came about was just in, in speaking with my clients. And it was just an ongoing problem, I guess, that we, I would be faced with. And I found that, that my clients really appreciated when we sat down and just called it by what it was. And it's, it wasn't um, a blockage. It was that they were just using various tactics to avoid completing necessary tasks. <laughs> okay. So what are, in your opinion, some of the avoidances that we do on a regular basis that we might not even realize that we're using as an avoidance? 
Yeah, I mean, it can present itself in various ways, but it's it's it can be fear, it can be anxiety, it can be perfectionism, which is a big one people don't don't really notice. You know, if you constantly are having to redo something or fix it, or it's just never quite good enough, what is the fear at the end of that? What is it that you're worried is going to happen if this isn't perfect? So there's you can dig it out. Um, overthinking you know, constantly, oh, what if, what if, what if, uh, keeping yourself overly busy, oh, I'm too busy to go to a networking event, because that's uncomfortable. I'm too busy to, um, you know, plan my retreat this year, because I'm scared it won't be successful. <laughs> uh, so there are so many different um, indicators that Personally, if you, you know, if you go inside and start, you know, having that conversation of why do I really not want to do this or why am I exhibiting this behavior? Um, you, you realize that, okay, this is actually is just that I'm avoiding A or B or C. So, so one of the things that I saw in an article that you wrote was um, what you call perceived overwhelm. Now, I know when I'm in overwhelm, it is not, doesn't feel perceived. (laughs) It really feels like I'm all in it. So how can you, like, how do you, I'm I'm looking for the words to ask the right question, but if you're feeling overwhelmed, how, how do you know that it's a mindset and it's just a perception versus you are looking around and you have all this stuff to do and you feel like, oh my God, I can't do it. And you go into freeze. And I think you just, you just said it. You said, oh my God, I can't do it. And it's stop for a moment and and you probably are overwhelmed. So it's not, it's not to take away that you are feeling that feeling you're entitled. You are feeling overwhelmed, but when we take a breath and we actually look at why am I feeling overwhelmed there is always something you can do about it. Um, so that's why I use the word perceived, because if you actually stop for a moment and you take a breath and you go, okay, why am I so overwhelmed? What is it that's making me feel this way? Mm. And you start to break things down into manageable goal. Do you have any goals set? You know, what is your structure? Do you have a structure for your day? Do you have a, a routine? Do you have a plan um, to work through this overwhelm? What you know, and in a lot of cases, your response might be, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Right. And what you can do is do the best you possibly can and start crossing things off that list. And even if you achieve one little thing, if you can see you achieved one of those little things, your overwhelm will start to, your level of, of stress will start to decrease because you're, you're slowly accomplishing things. You don't need to do it all in a day, mm. but if you slowly see progression and you won't see progression if you don't have a goal if, okay. if you don't have a goal set you're not reaching towards anything you're not you're not aiming for anything and therefore it's just kind of oh today I'm going to do this and today I'm going to do this and you know I do it too in the back of your head you're like oh, I have 30 things I need to do today right what are, what are those 30 things and then you sit there and go oh well maybe there's only 10 you know, it's it's just kind of being cognizant of what your situation is and just being really real with yourself about all of the things that are overwhelming you and and tackling them one at a time. 
And some things, and I know in a perfect world, everything would be, you know, oh, okay, everything's done by Friday. And, you know, there's a, there's a solution to everything. And there's not always a solution to everything that's immediate or, or immediate success, or, you know, if it's personal or mental health, that's not going to be immediate, that's going to take a lot of work. But if you're putting in the work, and you're being, being real with yourself and true to yourself about what it is you're working through, you're going to start to feel as though you're making progress. And that that decreases that overwhelm. Okay, well, that that makes sense, right? So it's like, basically, that old adage is like, how do you eat an elephant? And it's like one bite at a time. And it all makes sense. But is there, do you have um, like any advice on, well, and, and you said it really is just, you know, sounds like make a list, look at what's important on the list, have a goal um, mm-hmm. to finish the things that are important. So it seems like maybe impose a deadline on yourself and then if you meet it, you meet it. But if you don't, you don't beat yourself up about it. Um, that's what I'm hearing anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's different ways to, it depends, and it depends what it is. There's not a one size fits all solution to, to how anybody manages this, these avoidance tendencies, but, you know, have a regular self-care routine, take care of yourself because a lot of times it's confidence. It's imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is essentially, you've probably never done that before. So you think you're an imposter. It doesn't mean you're an imposter. You have to do everything for the first time. Um, You know, embrace that you're not perfect. You don't need to be perfect. No one else expects you to be perfect, even though you you might think that they do. Mm. If you have a conversation with them, they probably don't expect you to be perfect. Um, I guess just give yourself a break. You know, give yourself that. Don't. It's great to have high standards. It's great to be motivated, but it's also really healthy to allow yourself some flexibility in terms of not meeting deadlines. In terms of uh, not being perfect in terms of the amount you can actually accomplish in a given day. Um, sometimes it's asking for help. Sometimes it is just, you know, staying focused with all of the interruptions that we have. I mean, we have so many interruptions all day long, especially um, as females with, you know, you might have children, you might have to have meals prepared during the day. Plus you might be running a business, plus you're trying to achieve your goals to fulfill yourself. It's a lot. Um, so setting clear goals, uh, cultivate self-confidence, embrace any imperfections you believe that you have, love yourself and stay present in the moment um, and work through what you can. And if at the end of the day, you didn't hit your target, that's OK. Move it to tomorrow and and just keep that gentle flow with yourself, but celebrate at the same time. So if you achieve something and that's, that's a big thing is being able to celebrate with your, you know, with someone when you actually achieve something. And that could just be, I crossed everything off my list today. How are you rewarding yourself? If you're constantly in a state of trying to achieve and trying to get things done, you are going to feel anxious and you are going to feel overwhelmed. And you might feel like you have a blockage because you're not getting to where you're you're trying to get. But if you actually acknowledge that you win in certain situations, where it can be a tiny little win, and you celebrate that, and you have someone to call and say, "Hey, this happened to me today. Want to you know go to the spa or whatever? 
you can share that positivity and, and that accomplishment with others and decrease again, that level of overwhelm. Well, I like that um, to celebrate the little wins because I know like, especially if you do have good girl syndrome, which a lot of the things that you're talking about as avoidance are part of that, especially the whole perfectionism thing, because you might've grown up in a situation where maybe it wasn't spoken, but at, at some level you felt like you needed to be perfect. You had to get the good grades. You had to do the this. You had to, had to have all the had tos. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, that's still running the show. So when you, you know, you have your business and you didn't do all the things, you know, you didn't do the post, you didn't do the, you, you know, you didn't contact the whomever, then yeah, it feels like you're failing as opposed to, oh, but then I did get, you know, I did do the meal planning. I did do, and all the things that you did do, you forget because yeah. you spend all your time focused on the stuff that you didn't do. So I like um, coming back to presence, being present and taking a moment to celebrate. It's like, hey, I got this done. Yeah. Actually, you know, like I woke up. <laughs> that is an accomplishment right there. That's so important. Yeah, because when you really stop and think about it, there are a lot of people who didn't wake up this morning. So if you look at it from that standpoint, I think that you give yourself more grace. I love that. Yes, you want to give yourself more grace. And I think that the other question you can ask yourself when you're putting this pressure on yourself, and and I speak from experience because I absolutely do this. I, I, I have exhibited every single one of these avoidance tendencies at some point. I still probably do on a daily basis, but I'm able to look at it and go, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I afraid of this? Or why am I anxious about this? Or what am I trying to accomplish? Who am I trying to impress at this point? Why am I doing this? And I think the older we get, the more we look at things and go, does this really matter? You know, it's, it's, who am I trying to impress? Is it because I want the pat on the back? Is it because I want my name on a list? I know somewhere, what is the reason behind that? What is your driving force? And is that, you know, that has to be reevaluated at some point, you know, where, what is your driving force force at different stages in life? Um, You know, my, my daughter just went off to university. I'm at an empty nest, almost empty nest stage. And I'm, you know, reevaluating, okay, what's important now? You know, what are the things that I want to achieve? You know, and it's, it is very different from 10, 15 years ago when I was, you know, immersed in that single mom raising a child state of life. And it really changes as you grow. And it's something to stop and take a moment to do. It's so caught up, caught up in all of the things we have to do and all of the things we we feel we have to be doing and not maybe paying enough attention to the things that really are important and we want to be doing. So another thing that you talked about, well, and we kind of touched on fear a little bit when we talked about overwhelm, but you touched on fear and one thing which is interesting is comfort zones because you can stepping out of your comfort zone. I don't think has to be 
a huge endeavor. It just could be something that makes you a little uncomfortable. So what's your take on that? I absolutely think it is crucial as long as it's safe, obviously, to <laughs> grow and to experience life to the fullest, to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. And I have, I personally have done this with each of my fears. I have forced myself into things that I am terrified of doing. And I'm talking skydiving, swimming with sharks, like the crazy things right? that are fun. Like at the end, you get a huge adrenaline rush and you're like, I just did that. Those things are fun. As far as day to day, for some people, it's the anxiety of going to have a, a networking event with peers in in person. That's very stressful for a lot of people. If you're introverted, that is right outside of your comfort zone. Right. And I'm an intro extrovert. So I find that sometimes I'm okay. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. And I force myself to do it. I force myself to go. I, and I always have a great time. But I, I do that, you know, that critical self-talk of, you know, what if you don't, what if I'm like, I look ridiculous or what if I say something wrong or, you know, you start to go down that rabbit hole. And I think it's really important to be able to just stop yourself and go, okay, if I push myself just a little bit, what is the worst thing that can happen here? You know, uh, my goal, what do I want to achieve out of this? Whatever this, this little push might be. And if you don't succeed perfectly, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And instead of, Oh, it's going to be terrible. Can you handle the worst thing that can happen? Realistically, really being honest with yourself, can you handle it? And if the answer is yes, I probably can. It might take me a few days to get over it, but then really you then can decide if it's the right thing to do for you. But you, you might, you know, realize, okay, this really isn't the worst thing in the world. This really isn't going to be that terrible. Um, so I think that really being gentle with yourself, but at the same time, having a little bit of 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 tough love for yourself and just doing things sometimes is is critical and it can push you just a little bit outside of your comfort zone and and I don't you know I don't think there's any huge danger in pushing yourself a little outside of your comfort zone in order to grow and it sounds like um if you do go ahead and push yourself a little bit outside of your comfort zone even just a little that you can really start to build your self-confidence. And if you start really cultivating that self-confidence, then your comfort zone, I would think gets a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. Every time you push the, it's like every time you push the envelope, it you have more space and then you can do other stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know, you just, you get more comfortable with things. And I think that that comfort is confidence. And I think you're exactly right. So for the perfectionist out there, mm-hmm. how do you suggest that they um, embrace imperfection? Oh, it's, a, it's probably the toughest one. But if you're really real with yourself and you look around and realize that everyone out there is making mistakes every darn day and you still love them, the people that are around you, they are making mistakes and you still love them. You still enjoy being around people that make mistakes and look at them as learning opportunities. It's an opportunity 
for you to learn, for you to laugh at yourself, to you, for you to be gentle with yourself and just realize, okay, I just made a mistake. Move on. You know, it's not there. What is the, what, again, it's looking at what is the real end result of making a mistake? What, you know, did anyone get hurt in the process? Did, did, you know, if it's, if it's something with your online business or if it's something, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's probably just something that you're just, you might be embarrassed. Your ego might be a little bit bruised and, you know, you can get through that and you're going to grow from it and you're going to learn from it. But I guarantee you that someone else has made the same mistake. You are not the first person to make any mistake and you just move on. You know, it's, it's really, again, mindset. It's how long are you going to put the energy into beating yourself up versus the energy into laughing at yourself, moving on and and going for it again. And that that sounds easy, but yeah. <laughs> I don't I think it's it's one of those things easier said than done and it actually takes practice to get to that point where it's like, oh, I just did a, you know, I made a I made a poo-poo. <laughs> I was like, now I'm just going to get over it and move on. And I think also it could also depend on what mistake you made, you know, and what area you made the mistake in and how, you know, what were the repercussions or consequences of that mistake? I think maybe all those things play into it, but still embracing it, I think, as you said, is really important so that you can um, like live kind of with more freedom because all the things that you're talking about, it's like, if you face all these different avoidances, it seems like it could give you more freedom, but at the same time, in order to actually face the avoidances, you have to know that they're there. So do you think that, you know, um, or maybe not, do you think that, but how is the best way that someone can start to notice what their avoidances are, because if you can't see it, you can't fix it really. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I think, I mean, it's food for thought. It's a general, it's a generalized, it's not maybe the necessarily the, the root for everyone. Everyone has different personalities and different, you know, past life experiences that may trigger them with in, in situations. And so maybe this isn't the, the way to go for someone. I think if you know, it's not as a result of that, if you can look for the indicators, so the busyness, the perfectionism, the fear, the anxiety, the imposter syndrome, the overwhelm and go, okay, why? First question, why am I having this reaction? And why am I feeling this way? Is this because of something else? And is it real? You know, be very realistic. Is this a real fear? And the perfectionism, what is the fear at the end of that? Is it a real fear? Then you ask yourself, can I handle if this doesn't go right? Can I handle in all situations, whether it's anxiety or fear, can I handle if it won't go right? And if you can, then it's again, pushing yourself outside of that comfort zone and, and just taking the baby steps to try. But I think the first thing you need to do is be willing um, to look at and pay attention to how you're, how you're feeling in situations and 
dig deep into it to see what it is that's triggering you, what it is that is making you feel the way you're feeling and come up with a plan to kind of gently work yourself through it. And that doesn't need to be immediate. And you know, it's, it's slow steps. It might be, you know, first going to a networking event for 10 minutes and that might be all you can handle. And if that felt okay, maybe you'll do it again and do it a little bit longer. It might be starting with an online networking event um, if social situations are a fear for you. Um, it could be just being a little gentler with yourself and, you know, look at who you're surrounding yourself with or the people around you supporting you in what you're working towards. And if you have those people to support you, you know, they don't care if you fail. They don't care if you fall on your face or embarrass yourself or your, your article's not perfect. They just see you're trying. And that's really, you know, when it comes down to it, most people just want to see people making themselves happy. So are you happy? You know, and if you're not, again, look at those things. Are any of these things putting, stopping you right? and be willing to make change? Um, You know, if you're, if you're not willing to make the change, you have to make an agreement with yourself that you are willing to make a change. Um, Whether that's being more, you know, being gentle with yourself, whether it's giving yourself more personal time, whether it's uh, changing your self-talk. You know, any of those things can be tiny little steps towards towards success. Well, one. okay, so that just brings up a couple of things. Right. So as a recovering perfectionist myself, I have to say that one of the things that I needed to do and still remind myself is in certain situations, I have to let go of control Mm -hmm. and recognize that I can't control everything. Because sometimes I would I would feel like, okay, if I can just control the situation, then everything's going to work out the way I want it to work out because I'm the only one who can do it and I can do it right. <laughs> and that that's pretty stressful. Um, so yeah, I still, like I said, recovering from that and still got to catch myself on it every now and then, depending on what the situation is. It's like, can I let go of control? Can somebody else do this? Um, so there's that part, <laughs> which, you know, I, I, I'm sure I'm not alone. Not. <laughs> I, I know there's a lot of recovering, um, perfectionists out there and, you know, it's, it's a, well, for me, it's not daily anymore. Um, but yeah, it's still something that I have to catch myself with. Yeah, and, and it's a mindset, right? It's it's and it's I think some a good thing to look at yourself at um and go, okay, I'm really good at this. I want to control it. So it's really good. The outcome is really good, but maybe how can I let go of it so I can teach someone else how to do it really right. well? You know, and and if you can find another fulfilling um, avenue to go down. Sometimes that kind of eases you in and it feels good to help. It always feels good to help people. So I find that that it's again, a mindset shift to, okay, I, I want things to go perfect. Um, and again, the same thing, what would happen if they don't go perfectly? What's the worst outcome if they don't go perfectly? Right. And yeah. And again, it's really about noticing. And the other thing you said was, well, you have to change your self-talk. In order to 
to change your self-talk, you have to notice what you're saying to yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we we have so many thoughts and we say so many things and we don't need, it's like you're on autopilot constantly and the, you know, the words are just coming and you're not even noticing what you're telling yourself. So I think slowing down and noticing what you're saying to yourself is going to be one of the keys to actually changing yourself talk. Because if you start noticing what you're saying, I think a lot of people will notice that the things that you say to yourself, you wouldn't say to other people, right? Because it's mean. That's right. (laughs) So if you wouldn't say it to somebody else, you probably shouldn't say it to yourself. But in order to do that, you really have to, again, going back to your point, get present so you can even start to notice what you're saying. And slow down those thoughts. And, you know, you did a thing. It's like, did you just call yourself a name? It's like, you know, back that up. Would you have done that to somebody else? You know, some people, yeah, they would have, but. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is it's everyone has <laughs> in our experiences who we are, but wouldn't it be amazing if we prioritized our own self-care and our our positive mindset as much as we prioritize being afraid or being perfectionist or being overwhelmed because we allow that when you know it's such a a new age thing to be taking care of yourself as you know it's it's not new (laughs) it's never not new it's just that we don't prioritize it so yeah you're you're so correct in that the language and the and that ongoing conversation we have in our head you know if someone else was actually physically talking to us like that we wouldn't be okay with that no and we might, <laughs> it would be different but we wouldn't be okay with that yet you know to wake up and tell yourself I'm going to have an amazing day today and can can that little teen thing can change everything, you know, to, you know, set a goal for the end of the day. Even if it's one thing, I want to get one thing done today. And that one thing could be, I want to cook dinner tonight. I want to have time to cook dinner tonight. It doesn't have to be work related. Exactly. I like that. To cross those things off. Right. Well, I am so glad that you're able to, join me today and talk about this subject because I think, again, it's not something that people talk about often. And even when they talk about it, they don't talk about it necessarily in these terms. So I think as we're learning that you have to hear things several ways from different people, same concept, different words, so that it all starts to sink in, you know, because yeah, if, you have to look at things, I think, all the time from different points of view. So as, as a photographer, you know, I see a picture and I want to be in that one spot. And when I see that picture, I create that picture, right? But then a different photographer with a different point of view is going to create, look at the same scene and create a different picture so that when the end user looks at it, they're going to they're gonna see two different things even though you you know we were both looking in the same direction supposedly you know and i think that mindset and self talk and all of the things that we're talking about today 
you have to start looking at them from different perspectives so that it can all start sinking in because you might have heard it, you know, one way from Tony Robbins and it's like, yeah, and then you went away and it's like, oh, and then you hear it again (laughs) from somebody else and it's like, oh, that's what that meant, you know, so I think what we're talking about today is really important and I know it helps somebody. So if they wanted, if anybody would like to get in touch with you, how do they find you? Um, I'm always online. So IOTimConsulting.com is my website and you can contact me through there. Um, yeah. And it's been lovely chatting with you. And, you know, it's it's wonderful that we are not all the same and we do not see everything exactly the same because how boring would that be? Exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> to be able to, you know, refocus on the priorities and the balance and, you know, ourselves a little bit more is you're right. There are many people out there saying it and it just needs to resonate. Exactly. So there is somebody out there for everybody saying something that you need to hear in the way you need to hear it. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Well, it's been really lovely speaking with you and I'm sure we'll get together again. So thank you so much. I would love that. Thank you so much. Thank you.